Kraft presents the Great Gildersleeve. <laughs> yeah. The Kraft Cheese Company, makers of parquet margarine and a complete line of famous quality food products, presents Harold Perry as the Great Gildersleeve. Kraft brings you the Great Gildersleeve each week at this time, written by John Wheaton and Sam Moore, with music by Claude Sweeten. take all the time you'd like eating breakfast, well, the next best thing is to pack all the good nourishment you can into your first meal of the day. That's why it's so important for you to include a fine energy food like parquet margarine in every breakfast you eat. Parquet helps provide lots of pep and energy for a hard day's work, and it also contains an important vitamin essential to your daily diet. That vitamin is vitamin A, but every pound you buy has 9,000 units of vitamin A. So get off to a right start, a bright start each day with the help of delicious, nourishing parquet margarine. That's P-A-R-K-A-Y, parquet. And remember, parquet margarine is made by Kraft. Oh, I will, yes. 
That's right. Getting for Colonel Ross music now. Oh, well, I'm glad to hear it. Uh, Marjorie, you've been very quiet, my dear. What do you think of your old uncle after all these years suddenly striking at rich? I was just thinking. Thinking about what? You think pink is too young for me. Pink? Pink what? For a dress. I was designing one in my mind, and I thought of pink net. But then I decided maybe it'd be too young. What do you think, Bertie? Oh, I like pink. Pink's mighty pretty. Funny. Last year I couldn't stand pink. Now all of a sudden I like it again. At least I think I do. I read somewhere that pink is coming back. Where's it been? <laughs> well, I think Mars looks better than yellow. Yellow? Yeah, you know that yellow suit of yours? I like that. Oh, but that's two years old. I don't care. I like it. You look pretty in that. Why, Leroy. I didn't think you ever even noticed. Nobody's better looking than you when you wear that suit. Leroy, what that. That's very sweet of you. All right, George. That's the way I like to hear you talk. Why can't you always be like that, you two, instead of picking fights with one another? Who picks fights? I never pick a fight. When Marge makes some crack, naturally, I'm... Who made a crack? Well, you usually do. I don't. You want to... children. Getting back to the dress. Uh, Why don't you go down to Hogan Brothers, my dear, and see what they've got? School will be starting next week. You probably need some clothes. Oh, but uh, what I had in mind wasn't exactly a school dress. It was more of a formal. Oh, well, pick up a few school dresses, too, while you're there. Oh, well, uh, be... Well, I never got such attention when I was poor. <laughs> All they love me for is my money. <laughs> Bertie, you haven't made any requests yet. Isn't there anything you need? Well, yes, it is one thing. I don't like to mention it. Name it, Bertie, and it's yours. Hang the expense. Well, it says you can fix the cord on that electric iron, you're going to fix the last two months. Oh, yes. If you can fix it so it don't spark at me every time I go touch it. Yes, I'll do better than that, Bertie. I'll get you a new iron. Well, it don't need a new iron, Mr. Gilfrey. It's just a cord. Now, if you can fix that so I... Forget the iron, Bertie. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll get you a new washing machine. The doggondest washing machine you ever saw. With shock absorbers and a built-in radio. Well, that's fine, Miss Gifty. <laughs> what am I going to iron with? It's all right. <laughs> uh, there's going to be a lot of changes around here, folks. Uh, you know, Marjorie, you were saying the other day we ought to fix this place up a little. Well, I may do that. Yep, may do it. Might even sell this house and buy a newer one, a bigger one. Oh, um, Auntie Darling. Yeah? Well, while we're on the subject, I seem to spend all my allowance. Yeah? Well, what would you suggest? It looks as if I've had to raise your allowance, don't it? Hey, no fair! Yours too, my boy. Oh, that's different. Why, <laughs> yeah. George, everybody's after my money, and I haven't even made it yet. But I will, you won't. And Mr. McGee... You will get his fair share, and not a cent more. <laughs> Who's going to be bought? Well, I'll be president, naturally. Who else? You don't think a little squirt like McGee could... We just like him to try, though. <laughs> we just like McGee to. Well, by George, we'll settle that right at the start. McGee isn't going to pull anything like that on me. I'll see my lawyer. I'll go see him the first thing in the morning. <laughs> Take a hat. 
small talk, Judge. I'm in a hurry. I tried to line up a job for you this morning. You're not interested. I spoke to Frank Babcock. I don't need you speaking to Frank Babcock or anybody else. I'm known in this town. All right, Gilly, all right. Sit down, won't you? I haven't got time to sit down. Do you know how to draw up a partnership contract? Sure I do. Any dumb lawyer can do that. Then I came to the right place. Let's get started. Just wait till I get the form. Who are you going in partners with, Gildy? Oh, a friend of mine from Whistle Vista, Sibra McGee. Oh, yeah. I want you to draw up a partnership contract for me and McGee. Then I've got to find an office right away. All right. What line of business is it going to be? I don't know yet. Uh, not exactly. I'm expecting a letter this afternoon that will give all the details. All right. I'll leave that blank. How much money are you going to put into it? None of your business. I'm only asking as your lawyer. It's customary for each partner to put in so much money. I don't even know how much McGee's putting in yet. Leave that blank. All right. <laughs> Name the firm, McGee and Gildersleeve, or Gildersleeve and McGee? Uh, I like the second one better. But it's not perfect. Leave that blank. Uh, Judge, yeah. McGee's a pretty nice little fellow, you understand. Yeah. Clever inventor and all that, and I've known him a good long time. One of my best friends. Yeah. Uh, just the same, I wouldn't want him to have too much to say about the business. Can you fix that? I don't know, Gildy. A partnership is an equal proposition. I know, Horace, I know. But can't you slip in some little clause so that if it comes to a showdown, I'm the boss? No, Gildy, it can't be done. Some lawyer. All you know how to do is fill out forms. Well, what do you expect? You don't even know what business you're in. Listen, Judge, McGee has an invention. Now, what kind of an invention does a smart inventor make today? Turn if I know. Bang, 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 Judge. Oh. You think you might get some government contracts, Gildy? Do I? <laughs> That's why I need an office. Uh, you want a suite of offices? Possibly. Might need a whole building. Well, I don't know of any whole buildings that are available right now. Uh, might have to build, then. On this kind of thing, there wouldn't be any trouble with priorities, you understand? Surely. See, there's a string of little stores down there next yeah, to the Wait a minute, Horace. Gives me an idea. Huh? Why not the Gildersleeve block? I'll occupy one building and we'll rent out the rest. Make a lot of money that way. All right, golly, I'll see if I can get you an option on that property this morning. Do that, Judge. Uh, say, I just thought of a name for the firm. Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve and Associates. Great! <laughs> All right, Horace, I'll be in touch with you. In the meantime, uh, keep this under your hat. Don't you worry, Gildy. Bang, bang, bang. Or possibly boom, boom, boom. <laughs> so long, <laughs> Uh-oh, that may be the postman, Bertie. Postman don't ring, Miss Gilsey, but I'll go see. Maybe it's a registered letter. After all, it's important. Good afternoon, Daddy. Afternoon, Miss Ransom. Leela, she's heard I'm rich. Come in, Miss Ransom. You'll find Miss Gilsey's in the car. Thank you. Well, good afternoon, Charles Martin. Uh, hello, Leela. I'm not a millionaire yet, you understand. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you must have heard. One of the children must have told you. Tell me what? I don't let this get around, Lever, but I expect to be a big manufacturer pretty soon. My little chum, Cooper McGee, has made an important invention. Wow, how exciting. What is it? Well, I can't tell you. It's kind of a military secret, but it's going to be very big. Oh, you'll be an important man now, won't you? Oh, I guess so. Yes, I presume so. <laughs> I suppose you forget all about the little girl that lives next door. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Even a tycoon, Leela. There's a time for work and a time for play. Let's play, Leela. Now, Clark Martin, I declare you're 
it's all your fault. I never heard such a thing in my life. What did I do? You left your ears sticking out. So little came here. Oh, Nell, get away from me, Frost. Huh? Oh, stop it, dear. Oh, now, Leela, be reasonable. Uh-uh. I'll tell you. You be quiet for a minute, and I'll play for you. Play?
Gildersleeve will be with us again in just a few seconds. These days, we're all apt to have our ups and downs trying to balance the family food budget. So it's wise to choose foods high in nutritional value, yet low in cash and ration point cost. Surely one such food is economical parquet margarine, the delicious, nourishing spread for bread that's made by Kraft. High in food energy value, fortified by Kraft so that every pound contains 9,000 units of important vitamin A, Parquet margarine is a downright economical aid to good family nutrition. Think of it. Parquet provides these important food elements, yet requires only two ration points a pound. And Parquet's fresh, delicate flavor is another fine aid to good nutrition. So to keep appetites up, to keep your food budget down, buy economical Parquet. P-A-R-K-A-Y. Remember, delicious, nourishing Parquet margarine is made by Kraft. knocked out from under him by McGee's letter, and his castle of dreams tumbled about his ears, he faces at last life's stern reality. In desperation, he swallowed his pride and decided to follow up a lead on a job that Judge Hooker gave him. So we find him now entering Frank Babcock's hardware store. Well, madam, what can I do for you? Uh, excuse me, can you tell me what... Just a minute, I was here ahead of you. I know, I was just asking. Then don't try to stop in ahead. <laughs> to buy anything, lady. I was merely asking the man where I can find a proprietor, Mr. Babcock. Frank? Oh, he's around somewhere. Oh, Frank! Some people have no manners. <laughs> I guess he's down in the cellar. Come this way, will you? Listen, you were waiting on me. I'll be right back, madam. Keep your bonnet on. <laughs> Down, that's all. 
I'll have to tell the kids. And Bertie. Uncle Mort, is that you? Uh, yes, it's me. Huh? What for? Closed them. All right, they're closed. Wait a minute, Miss Marjorie. Shall I get it? What? What is this? <laughs> All right, you can look now. Surprise! Well, oh my goodness, uh, that's uh, quite a dress. Well, don't you like it? Don't you think it's pretty? Oh, of course. Uh, you don't think it's too long, do you, Bertie? Yes, it's just right. I like it better than the other one. Other one? Well, of course, that's just for sportswear, really. If I can find a coat to go with it, I think it'll be very smart, though. Uh, Marjorie. Of course, this is the one I love. Marjorie, there's something I have to tell you. You too, Bertie. Yes, sir. And Leroy, where's he? Oh, he's around somewhere. Leroy! Uh, Leroy! I guess I was a little over-enthusiastic about Mr. McGee's adventure. You mean we're not going to make a million dollars? I'm afraid not, my boy. Well, don't you care, Uncle Mort. We don't need a million dollars. Sure, what's the difference? As long as we're rich. <laughs> but we're not going to be rich. All right, so we're not rich. Who is? You know, the good thing about this bicycle is going to stand like a motorcycle. Leroy, I don't think you understand, my boy. This means no bicycle. No bicycle? I'm afraid not. We're going to have to cut down all around. Now, me, I'm giving up cigars. Mr. Gill, please? Yes, Bertie? I suppose this means I ain't never going to get that iron cord fixed. Bertie, I'll fix that iron cord this very evening, if not tomorrow morning. <laughs> now, my dear, that's a very pretty dress. And I'll, I'll be... send it back, Uncle Mort. I'll send both of them back. Well, now, I... I don't need any dresses. I've got plenty of dresses. I just bought them, that's all. I could choke that McGee. I'll wrap that up for you, Miss Marjorie. It's all right, Bertie. I can do it. Um, so what about the bike? I don't need a bike. I can walk to school. Well, it's very manly of you, my boy. I'm not like some kids. Scared to walk to school. I like to walk, dog on it. Need any help there, boy? Oh, I can't stand this. Uh, I think I'll go for a little walk. Uh, be right back, folks. Oh, just out of the corner for a cigar. I, I thought you were giving up cigars. Uh, well, a very cheap cigar. Try one of those Florida, I mean, whatchamacallit there, will you? The green one. <laughs> I hear they're very good. Yeah, they're cheaper. I'll try one. Yeah, you're the customer. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, thanks. Yes, I... I had a little uh, disappointment today, Petey. Well, that's kind of you, huh? Yes, I... Yes, I... <coughs> <laughs> 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 you say you have a disappointment, Mr. Jonathan? Yeah, and the cigar is another one. I suppose I'll have to get used to him. Peavy, did you ever have a fellow you considered a friend? Did you ever have him call you up and tell you you had a great invention that was going to make you a pot full of money? And then when the letter came, it turned out to be nothing at all? Mm, no. Yeah, I can't say that I have. Well, that's what happened to me. Uh, would it be out of place to ask who was the friend? It was no friend, Peavy. It was Silver McGee. Oh, Mr. McGee, well, he seemed a very pleasant sort the only time he came in here. Those are the ones you can't trust, Peavy, the pleasant ones, the smiling ones. Why, McGee told me this invention would make us both a million dollars. And what did it turn out to be? A mousetrap, a plastic mousetrap, the most useless thing in the world. Well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. You may not be aware of it, Mr. Gildersleeve, but this country has quite a mouth problem today. Of course, they're keeping it quiet till after the election. <laughs> but uh, really, it's more serious than people know. Peavy, you're kidding. No, I'm, I'm not. I, I have a mouth problem right here in the shop. Why don't you keep a cat? I used to keep a cat, but I had to let him go. <laughs> he kept rubbing up against the electric eye there at the door and ringing the gong. <laughs> that thing drove me crazy. <laughs> I wish I had him back, though. I'd stuff cotton in my ears. Yeah, that's all right. Well, then why don't you get some traps? Yeah, that's just it, Mr. Gildersleeve. There are no traps. No traps? There's no metal to make them with. By George, I never thought of that. And no rat poison. The army's using all the chemicals. Peavy, you know what this means? It means the mice will be all over the place. <laughs> no, Peavy, it means the biggest potential market for mouse traps ever conceived in the history of mankind. Well, you know the old saying, build a better mouse trap. That's what we'll call it, Peavy. The better mouse trap company, Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve president. Why, we'll build them by the billions. We'll have a factory in every key city in the United States. We'll have a backlog of a million orders. Peavy, do you realize what this will do for humanity? Do you know there are mice like this minute carrying diseases nobody ever heard of? We'll wipe out whole plagues, McGee and I. And what's more, we'll make a million dollars. Give me another cigar, Peavy. And take this one out and bury it. <laughs> you want a better cigar, I think. The best you've got. Give me six. Oh, that's McGee. I always said he was a smart cookie. Leela. Why, George, really, you came at the right time. Sit down and have a soda. Heck, have a banana split. Have one yourself, please. Uh, oh, no. Thank you. <laughs> Not for me, Mr. Throckmorton, trying to get my figures. But I would have a lemonade. A lemonade for the lady, P.B. With two straws. Why, Throckmorton, oh. I don't know whatever's come over you. You better look out for me, Leela. I'm a cad again. <laughs> <laughs>
Ladies and gentlemen, don't let all the loose talk you've heard here tonight fool you. The world of the plastic mousetrap and the deep freeze and the electronic cooker may be just around the corner, but it's not here yet. We still have a war on our hands, and one of our greatest dangers is still inflation. It will continue to be a danger until our industries are back on full-time production of all the new things we'd like to buy. And that won't be until after Nimitz and MacArthur have taken Tokyo. Now, you've got to look at it this way. If the cost of living is allowed to go up, the people who will be the hardest hit will be the wives and the families of the men in service who are living on fixed allotments and not very large ones. So let's not ask for higher wages or raise the prices of the things we have to sell till the war is won and things are back to normal. Victory is coming, but it's not here yet. If we break ranks now, we can still lose this war at home just as surely as if our men deserted at the front. They won't. Will we? Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Thank <laughs> you.